What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Man, today we got a guest, uh, man, someone I started listening to as a teenager on the uh, radio waves in Sacramento. 
uh, and has worked his way to the top, man. Welcome to the show, Ebro. Also, one of the smartest brothers. Man, what well, is he talking about? He was just hey, gaming bro. us off camera Real so much. Yeah. Uh, man, Real how's way. life? How's your family? I know you're working a lot still, but uh, talk us a little bit about just what, what's Ebro up to? I'm blessed, man. You know, my lady's great. My daughter's great. Health is great. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they still like me. My key work at home. You know what I'm saying? Anybody <laughs> throwing nothing? Anybody yelling? Everything I sleep good. great. You know, I can't, you know, I really would have to work hard to complain. Mm-hmm. Right. So you working, uh, you shooting what, five, two shows a day, five days a week? Yeah, I do my, the morning show for Hot. Every uh-huh. day, Hot 97 here in New York, Ebro in the morning. And, um, and then I do uh, Apple radio show in the afternoons, which is live from here in New York. We got a few facilities here. Um, and that's mostly music. And then I do interviews for both shows, mm-hmm. too. You Congratulations know, on that, by the way. Stuff. Yeah, so. And then I do some uh, other administrative stuff for Apple, too. I m- help manage a team of uh, playlist programmers around the world, really. You know? How is it working with Apple? It's great. Is it? Yeah, it's great. Um, great team, great vibes, great company, you know. Chilling, you know. It's a great situation. Play a lot of music, get to connect with artists from all over the world. Um, you know, get to help artists try to get get noticed, you know, help them build build a plan, get their music to people, all that, you know, so it's, it's a good deal. Black Music Month, the future, why is that so important to you? Um, well, we came up with that because, you know, we spend a lot of time, obviously, my team at Apple, which is the hip-hop and R&B team, just talking about and protecting and creating space for black music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a unique uh, opportunity, I believe, with streaming, uh, where, you know, when you look at our elders and the musicians and artists that came before us, they didn't really have the ability to protect their music. Some of them obviously couldn't even own it, didn't even own it. Um, you know, the way systems were set up with record labels, a lot of black artists got robbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know all the stories, mm-hmm. right? We heard all the stories. Um, at this point now, we could create space in the service for not only the artists in the future, but making sure that we tell the stories of the past too. And that we push that, you know, create space and create noise and create opportunities so that we can make sure that the stories don't get lost. And, you know, people like to remix stories and change stories. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure that. Mm. Stay true. We keep telling the stories. The right way. You know? Bay Area, my yes, second sir. home. It's a beautiful place. Talk about growing up in the Bay Area, Sacramento. I was, uh, I was born in Berkeley, California, out to Bates. Um, I uh, went to school at Thousand Oaks Elementary, Cornell Elementary in Albany. I went to uh, Willard Junior High School in Berkeley for a little while. Um, I got family all over Oakland, and my parents split up. My mom moved to Sacramento, and I went to some school there, too. I went to Sierra Oaks. I was back and forth a lot. It was a lot going on. Um, so I went to Sierra Oaks. I went to uh, Cottage. I went to a number of schools growing up. Uh, Arden Junior High School, El Camino. Um, you went to Del Campo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We used to whoop all y'all my time. <laughs> what year did you graduate? I graduated in 93, though. That's okay, yeah. Nah, I, yeah, because I was 95 to 98. We didn't take Yeah, no I went losses. to high school yeah. with Derek Lee. He went on to play yeah, baseball. Nice. We graduated together. Yeah. Um, shout out to Damian Gilbert, Gilbert, the uh, Favors family. So a lot of cats came out of our school over there, too. But, yeah, so 
That was it. And I started radio when I was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And started an internship. El Camino, the high school I went to, had a radio station. I never worked in the class, but I got school credit. This is back in the day where you could leave school early if you had good grades and they would give you school credit. I went to the radio station. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. That's a different time. <laughs> That's a different time. Yeah, I had good I grades, I don't know nothing man. about that. You, you weren't afforded those privileges? Not, no, that wasn't one of my privileges. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, let me see. Um... I also worked at Arden Mall for a while when I was young. I was, you know, I was awesome. gunning. I was out yeah. here moving. I worked at Oak Tree. And uh, I don't know, y'all y'all young, so y'all don't remember Oak Tree and Merry-Go-Round when they used to sell, like, Record Jabot. Store? No, them was clothing stores. Uh, Cross Colors. Cross Colors, yeah. yeah. Cross Colors, that. Jabot, Guess. Yeah, we were just talking about Jabot's last night. Yeah, um, what else we had in there? I don't yeah. know. Cross Colors, Z Cavaricis and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I came up in that time. And then... Um, I've been in radio since I was 15. So, what, what artist made you fall in love with music, though? Made you want to be in love with music? Growing up. I remember my cousin Crystal showing me the Off the Wall album and playing it for me. Mm-hmm. And me being like, oh, this is... Mm. I mean, I was... And I was like four or five years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm young. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a hell of an album. I remember my mom bought me... Um, Run DMC, Raising Hell. We used to live in this building in uh, Sacramento that's uh, called Arden. You know about mm-hmm. Arden and Alta Arden, this one little area. There was a store across the street called Gemco, which is like a Target now, I think. You know, one of them like generic good mm-hmm. big box stores or whatever. So it was always music, you know what I'm saying? Like Shaka Khan, I remember buying those tapes. We used to go to the store because we couldn't get tapes like wasn't in New York. So you went to the store and you would buy like a tape and it had a bunch of singles on it and you got a poster that came with it and all that. <laughs> uh, I bought my first Ralph Sampson Pumas back then, the Ralph Sampson, the black and reds with the fat laces. I was that, that whole era, I came up under that. So it was seeing all of that, man. I remember going to the movies to see Crush Groove. Mm-hmm. But it was probably, I would say, um, I'll probably say between New Edition, that was like for my era, New Edition, and Candy Girl came out and Popcorn Love and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LL Cool J, Rock the Bells, mm-hmm. and my radio and all of that era. So that was probably like, you know, my little zone. But I was definitely listening to a lot of music growing up. Dad was listening to George Duke and Chuck Mangione and Smokey Robinson. I was always playing. Um... Mom was, what was mom listening to? Mom was listening to Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Anita Baker. Anita Baker. That's, <laughs> that's, what year was that? 84, 85? Yeah. 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 86, yeah, all that. Sports fan. Yeah. What teams you growing up? Uh, Raiders since forever. Good. Uh, Good. Good. Yeah. But when you're from that era, I mean, some people are diehard, but I had love for both. I just like to see oh. various sports teams do well, but Niners are my team. You know that. Yeah, Raiders fans, we don't talk like that. Yeah. Because we've, we've experienced yeah, a lot of, of winning, so, so we, we. Not, we, we don't get mad when other people win. No, we're not mad. Yo, listen first. First of all, I'm not even First of all, absolutely not. No Raiders fan get mad. We already been had championships before y'all even got championships. Mm. And not even that. Oh, yeah, that. And, they had championships before y'all had championships. And the gear, like... No, Raider gear is tough. There's a shirt in here. You're right. I didn't right. even have to look for it. Raider, no, Raider gear, is, gear is tough. I'm not going to lie. So, that's, you know, things have been... Yeah. We've had some, you know, off times recently. But we've had some great times, historic. 
Yeah, but when we talk about team evaluations. You, you, how, many, how many stories of the Raiders do you personally know, not even as a fan, about players? Al Davis. The coach. Man, the owner. Yeah, I just know a lot of losing, but I'm okay with it because, I, like I said, I like when they do well. I like when Jerry Rice went over there and they went you to the Super Madden? Bowl. Yeah. Raiders. No way. Hell no. Madden was Raiders coach. What are you talking nah, about? No, nah, you play Tecmo Bowl, maybe the Raiders with Bo Jackson no, when he was I'm unstoppable. No, I'm saying the brand Madden. Oh, yeah, no, I get the that, The brand obviously. Madden that you know and You're love right. is because of You're the right. Raiders. He yeah. was a head coach for the oh, Raiders. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I'm not, I know that. But and I, then went on to become who he is. But he was a personality for the Raiders. That's all Raiders. Yes, that's facts, facts. And I don't even watch football and, like that because I like even, did my yeah, boy. So I mean, why y'all got me in this sports shit? When we like talk that. about evaluations <laughs> recently, the Cowboys had the biggest evaluation. So y'all try to get y'all money up. Listen, I don't even entertain <laughs> Cowboys fans. Right. What the fuck you talking about? Hey, I know y'all don't. Y'all on TV all the time for no reason. Right. So we just get money over there. That's, That's like them and the Lions. For, for some reason, the Lions play on Thanksgiving all the Every time. Every year, yeah. dog. For no reason. Right. <laughs> there you go. What's your thoughts on the Lakers? Right this second? I don't. If you're the GM right now, Oh. what you going to do? No draft picks, no cap space. You just hired a new coach. He brought Rasheed Wallace with him. I heard about all of this. If I'm the GM right now, I'm glad I do radio because I don't know what the fuck I would do, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because it's, you really honestly, you, you got LeBron, you got Westbrook, you got Davis. It sounds like you got some great players that are underachieving. No, Not LeBron ain't... specifically, but yeah. as a unit. As a unit, unit exactly. They are underachieving. So it looks like some serious eye contact need to happen and people need to have some honest conversation about do we want to win games or do we want to and protect legacies and, and do what we're doing mm -hmm. or are we out here just going for self because you know y'all y'all did high levels i said it was the coach i think they're good now maybe we'll I see think they're good accountability now. i think they bring accountability that's what you mentioned i think we'll you know, see these, these i you know, I don't we'll know enough to, see. to be honest with you but you know you probably know the brother better than me right yeah he's a solid dude solid so, dude and he gonna hold everybody accountable and he said that in the press conference from russ to lebron to ad everybody and i think he's in a position too where he got to start this way though if somebody not performing he can't be afraid to sit somebody else I'll down. be honest. I don't even feel uh, like I should be having this conversation with y'all. Like, y'all should have this convo. <laughs> I don't, I've never played a professional sport. But you're a Laker fan, though. Absolutely, and I'm a sports fan. And right. I talk about sports with non-sports people. But when sports people that actually did you come know around, what you're talking about. I kind of just ask questions. You know what you're talking you about, too? though. You know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, I, I would say accountability and, 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 a, and a level of commitment is any... Anything you're trying to do as a unit and get a win, like, you know what I'm saying? That's anything. It's like, yo, we, we agree on a plan. We, everybody focus on their strengths. And we support people in their weak areas. And we honest about our weaknesses and the shit where we fucking up. And we, we go out here and we go to war. Let's get it. Let's do it. Accountability. We asked people, speaking of the NBA, uh, what kind of what their welcome to the NBA moment was. What was your welcome to the to, to the music in the, in the radio industry moment, you feel like? Well, I've always said that um, being in radio, we're not really in the music industry. Okay. We're in the media business. Media, yeah. um, so I've never really, I would never say that I was in the music business. I'm not in the business of making music, selling music. I'm in the business of helping people hear music. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, it was my internship at radio. You know what I mean? That really got me to the business part. Um, but that's of media. Um, you know, falling in love with music, like we said, that was kind of always like, 
around, but I had no idea of the business of commerce and marketing and understanding, you know, social interests and, you know, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Passive and, uh, uh, you know, passive audience and all of that, you know, just marketing sociology shit. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it is that media is a lot of dealing with sociology and understanding the how people relate to one another, the things that they love and 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 things that they love versus like versus dislike, you know, and understanding how to get them more of the stuff that they really like and love versus the stuff right. that they dislike. You know, that's right. a lot of what the game is about. For those who don't know, break your journey down because um, it's been a grind from the, you know, from where you started at to, you know, obviously what you are doing now, you explained at the beginning of the show, but tell us a little bit about the beginning and just kind of what you had to go through to, uh, you know, achieve and to keep climbing to where you're at today. Um, I started out as an intern. I was 15. Um, I got the job at KSFM in Sacramento, 2.5. Shout to Sonia Jimenez and, uh, and Kimberly. Um, you know, they didn't hire Do I did call out research. Like, I was the guy who would call people's houses and be like, hey, what's your favorite song? And whoa, whoa, whoa. And they paid me a little bit. I, I think back then we was making $4.25 an hour. They said my voice was too deep. To, to get the job, but Sonia gave me the job anyway. I changed my name. My name was Cameron when I would call your house because, I, you know, they felt like my name was too ethnic and nobody would actually pick up the phone because they would be like, who's this deep voice dude named Ebro? So that was the first time I kind of was encountered with like, oh, okay, mm. let's see what's That's going what we're on. Doing. Right. In the business sense, you know, um, Dealing with race and, and, and those cultural issues. You know, my mom's Jewish. My father, you know, black from mm -hmm. Oakland. So growing up in and around Panthers and activism and Berkeley and the Bay and just all of that was a part of my life. So I knew it was out there, but I had never experienced it. Had it in a work scenario before, mm -hmm. right? Where it was so overt. But it taught me a lot. You know what I mean? And it, was, it also taught me that it wasn't personal. It wasn't about the people I'm calling. It was I took it personal, but it was about me achieving a metric on a page. The job was me signing up to actually get these calls and this information done. And so that's what they was paying me to do. So it's not personal. What's going to make people stay on the phone and give me this information so I get this little hourly wage so I can go in the other room after I do two hours in here and pick the music and be in the studio? Because that was really my end game at the time was to be like, oh, okay, it's a radio thing, like, you know, I ne had never had radio aspirations or DJ aspirations. I just love music. And um, I, me and my brother used to make pause tapes, you know, back in the day where you get all the music first, you make a little pause tape at home where you record from the radio. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then, you you know, I would do that and like hand them out. But I was just sharing music with my friends long before I was on the radio. Like that was, that's DJ. Six, seven, eight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> be like, you know, know he got the song, whatever, whatever. So that was kind of like, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I did the internship, and next thing you know, shout to Marcus Allen. You know mm -hmm. Marcus Allen. Yep. He actually put me on the radio because yep. I was the guy answering the phones, and he'd be like, yo, Ebro, what they saying on the phones? Then I was the guy that was doing the shout-outs. Then I was the guy that they have a movie premiere, and they was like, you got to wear the salmon outfit. KSFM 102.5 had a jamming salmon, so I had to put on the salmon suit <laughs> and go to the movie premiere. and Jamming salmon. The jamming salmon. So, you know, I'm in the suit. Everybody else at the radio station making fun of me, you know, but that's you paying right. your dues coming right. up. Um, but it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, a lot of that. 
But it was it was love though. It was love, you know. And I was at the time when you know. Radio was independently owned, so it was like I forget who owned the radio station then, but it wasn't like you had these big conglomerates like you have now. So I seen some crazy shit too, you know, some dope. It was some, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was definitely some some crazy shit in the hallways, strippers and all that shit. This was long before you had an HR department and <laughs> yeah, none of that shit in the '90s. <laughs> you know, I'm in the club, 15, 16 years old. So-and-so getting top in the station van. I'm yeah. 16, you know, not even supposed to be there. Right. You know, so I came up in that time. But eventually, um, one of the guys is like, you, if, if I played you his voice, his name is Dave Ferguson. Um, he actually, I wanted, I came to him one day, and if I play, he's like, in a, he does voiceovers for a lot of radio stations. He like that deep voice, like, you know, mm -hmm. you're listening to, you know, where hip hop lives. He one of them dudes. And he'd been doing that for a long time. And um, he actually uh, let me get my first hip hop show. Mm. But he told me, and this is another learning lesson for me. I went to him and I was like, you know, they playing pop music and all this shit. I was like, I was one of them kids. I was like, nobody listen to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is, it's not what anybody listening to anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's 90, 91. So think about what's out in that time. You got Tribe Called Quest. You got Father MCs. Mm -hmm. You got all of this, you know, Heavy D and the Boys. You got, you know, uh, EPMD. You got all this stuff is coming, you know, late 80s, 90s, Big Daddy Kane. You coming off, you know, Paid in Full and what Rakim and all that shit was doing. Mm -hmm. And it was most of the stations, radio stations in the country didn't play rap music until like 92, 93. So that's 1990, 91. So he was like, listen, I'll give you a show, but you got to show me who is listening to this music. Mm. Like, who are these people? Where they live, where they go to school, what they look like. So he made me go to the mall and actually do like a presentation to him of like why I should have a hip hop show. And that taught me a lot. That was like really getting into, so imagine I'm back there calling people's houses, having to change my name hmm. to get what they're actually listening right. to. So I'm seeing what they're saying they're listening to. I'm going into the meetings where they're analyzing all of that information and deciding what makes it onto the radio based on that information. Now I'm going to the mall and seeing who's listening to what, da, da, da. So now I'm 16, 17 years old at this time. You know I'm what I'm really saying? Still in high itself, school, really seeing all this. It, yeah. So that was like my intro to the business. Mm -hmm. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. 
So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. In 2003, yeah, I won the championship. You joined Hot 97. I won the championship. I won the championship. Oh, in I was like, I won championship. No, did no. I win? I said the year I, I won, won the championship. championship. Got you it. You You joined Hot yeah, 97 yeah, yeah. in 2003. Yeah. Was that your first position? No, 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 no. I um, I was 
KSFM in 1990. I did when Davey D, we, me and Davey D had a night show for many mm-hmm. years from 90. And this is Davey D from Q93 in New Orleans. Shout to Wild Wayne and everybody down in New Orleans. He moved, he got a job out of New Orleans in Sacramento. Davey Wild D and Wayne. Ebro. Yeah, Davey D and you know Ebro. What years was that? Had to be 92, 93? I might have been 92 to 95, 6 yeah. ish. Yeah. In that time? Yeah, because I was like 12, 13, yeah. 14, yeah. So um, we had a nice show. We had numbers was crazy. We they used to shoot dope. dice on the radio. They was be on dope. The radio they was really dice. talking shit. I was, like I said, I was just coming into a we teenager. Got, That's we would go I to high down. schools. You know, the football game is going on. I'm getting shout-outs, you know, from everybody. I was that guy. Mm-hmm. We was playing, you know, the hot records. We was getting into some, some rap records in the early 90s before it was... Anyone else re- was really Remember, doing a lot of people don't remember mm-hmm. this. The radio station did not play rap records until 6, 7 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Camiel in San Francisco on Hot 97 in New York in 1992-93 was the first to play rap records all day long. Mm. And, uh, and, and it actually created a format doing it on a national scale, you know? But yeah, so I started there, did nights. Then I got moved to mornings. Then I went back and did nights. Then... 103.5 KBNB, uh, a black woman had got a radio license and um, she wanted to do hip hop. And I had, at the time, I had a street team. We was doing parties. Shout out to uh, my Conscious Vibes family over in Sacramento. We was bringing Karis One to town, you know, Boot Camp Click to town, Badu and the Roots to town. We used to do a lot of those concerts in the 90s. I went to her and was like, basically, I want to market your radio station. You're a black-owned radio station, so I want to help you get the word out. And they was playing, like, Tom Joyner in the morning. They was playing more adult mm-hmm. at the time. And um, so I didn't think it was nothing for me to work there because they was doing an adult format. But I wanted to help get the word out. She was like, nah, we switching formats. I want you to come work here. I'll pay you whatever you're making right now, and you come work here. So I went back to KSFM. I told them what they was offering. And uh, they didn't want to follow it up. They didn't think we was a threat. So I went over there. Um, Davey D was like, man, you got to go. You're you going to be the man. You go over there. That changed it out there, too, because that was a straight hip-hop station. We, we didn't have nothing like that in Sacramento. We went number one in, like, 18 months. We was in the street. You know, I'm from there, so I knew all of it. We was in the hood. We was in the streets doing parties, you know, doing everything. And uh, we took over the city. And that was 97, 98, 99. And I was a program director and doing afternoons at the time. And then I got another offer to go to Portland. Um, and they was turned on a hip-hop station called Jammin' 95.5 in Portland. This was like 99. And the whole story went, shout to Rashid Wallace. The whole story, Paul Allen wanted an AM station to play the Blazers, Portland Trail Blazers, and the Seattle Seahawks game. So he bought an AM station. It came with an FM station. What they gonna do with it? Rashid Wallace was like, have been saying, I want to do radio. But the station that was out there was like a pop station. So Paul Allen took this FM station and basically was like, we're going to play hip-hop because Rashid Wallace want to do a radio show. (laughs) That's dope as hell. That's dope. (laughs) And so uh, I went there and I worked there. I did mornings there for a little while. And then eventually I was going back and forth between there and Sacramento. And then after about two years there, I got hired to Hot 97. What was the state of hip-hop like when you got with Hot 97? When I got there? Yeah, what was the state of hip-hop like? I mean, it was great. You know, it was 2003. You know, shit. Jay, it was happy. It was everything. Yeah. Nas, Jay, Fab. You know, 50 was heating up. 
Dipset and all that was getting the streets mm-hmm. together out mm-hmm. here. South was coming on strong. Hot boys. Yeah, South was coming on strong. Because, mm-hmm. you know, things. He, obviously, P had the, the 90s that took us into <laughs> what Birdman and them was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that. That was a, a mm. great time. The Rough yeah. Riders. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. I mean, that. shit. Yeah. That's, that's a great time. Who were some of your uh, mentors and OGs when you, got on, when you got to the big stage? Up here hot? Yeah. Shit, everybody showed love. You know, but I'm a West Coast. You know, they like, who this motherfucker from right, the West right, Coast? Like, right. that's... That's standard, but you know they they I had I known some of the some of the players. I didn't know Flex, um, I didn't know C and Angie, but I knew some of the people, you know. And they hired me to do a job, but you know that comes with the territory. Shit, I dressed yeah. up in a fish outfit. I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll be all right. You've interviewed a lot of people. Any yeah. interviews left you with awe? I mean, I'm I'm nerdy like this, but I interviewed uh, Lee Scratch Perry. Um, if you don't know who Lee Scratch Perry is, he's kind of like the the music and sound man behind what we know today as reggae music and dance hall. And you know, like the sound clash and the sound systems and those sound effects and you know the way Bob Marley's Legend albums was mixed and mm-hmm. made and all that's Lee Scratch Perry. Um, he recently passed away, but I had a chance to interview him before he passed. So that was kind of like for me, oh. you know, I'm into that's that type of shit. Out of all the artists that you've been around, worked with, interviewed, what, what artists that you feel like really stamped you? If, I mean, not saying you needed it, but what, what artists you feel like really put you on, stamped you? Like, showed you that love? Ah, oh, man, a lot of people show love early. Um, Buster always, Buster's always showed mm-hmm. me love. LL, you know what I'm saying? We started KBNB. LL pulled up in Sacramento. LL Cool J came perform for a new radio station in Sacramento. We had LL. Shout out to Big Pun. Big Pun was there. Rest in peace. Or even back when KRS, you know, booking KRS One, like we was just an independent. Right. You know, Tariq and and, and Questlove and the whole Roots fan. A lot of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was. Uh, Steve Rifkin. You know, when they first started Loud. You know, I was me. It was me. The Baker Boys, Sway and Tech. When we played your records, you know, you got airplay. You know what I'm saying? So people would come to Sacramento just because I was playing their records. Red Man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, and then obviously the Bay Area family where you got E-40 and right. Be Legit and mm-hmm. D-Shot and Sugar T. And those yeah. all, that's all family. Like, Too Short, uh, Souls of Mischief, mm-hmm. um, Saphir. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mac Dre, you know, yeah, all that was yeah. love. That's, I came up with all them. You've been known for speaking your mind and kind of being to the point. And, you know, obviously it's been seen that, you know, there's some, some artists who don't like that I have it. But how important do you think it is to stay, obviously, true to yourself, but really kind of just, I'm going to have the same conversation with you, whether we're on or off the camera. That's why you're riding them 100 miles. Stand in shape, yeah, ready to put somebody on their nah, back pockets. I, I don't, I don't believe there's anything I'm talking about that we would want to fight over, with regard to music. Like yeah. I'm not talking street business. I don't delve into those things. I don't think that's something to be played with. I don't talk about people's uh, 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 wives and kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not passing. I'm not even the type of dude that's passing judgment on what you're really doing with your personal life unless you're harming somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And you harming other people and making it look like it's it's just all this all just all good like and I've and I've seen shows <laughs> where people were trying to downplay stuff that was real serious and the, it, it didn't go right you know what I'm saying but I, I respect you for that bro I respect well, you for you're that. speaking about Kodak Black specifically I think yeah 
I had no intention of that being re received from him that way. That way. Yeah. I actually was trying to address something that I knew we couldn't really delve into. Yeah, because it was But acknowledge that when it got straightened out, I want you to come back because we take that serious. Yeah. I think all he received was we take that serious yeah. as if I was coming at him. Right. That wasn't my intent at all. Right. But then when it spirals so fast and you going, you ain't just cussing out my room. Yeah. Like, we're not doing that. You're not just yelling at the girl on the show. He didn't even curse at me. Right. He cursed at them. And I, you know, it's my show, so these people work on my team. Like, I got to step up from, but like, we're not doing that. Right. It, that's right. net. Never going to happen. Right, right. Wouldn't happen on our side either. And not even in something we got to fight. That's why I just ended the interview. He was like, well, if this the, you know, boom, 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 where the interview going, That's what it's it over there. Right. right. Ain't no big deal. Right. Saw the interviews. Saw the songs. Yeah. Straight up. Thanks. All that. Talk about the importance of using your platform to not only do music, but touch on social issues and things you're passionate about. I think, you know, that's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, think everyone has to right. talk about the things that I feel are important or think need to be shared. Nor do I feel like I spent all my time on those topics because I try to, We, you know, at Hot, Hot 97 in the morning, it's a morning show, man. People trying to get their kids to school. Mm -hmm. They're trying to uh, make lunch. <laughs> you know, they about to be in traffic. They're dealing with real life things so kind of we, we be trying to have fun mm -hmm. first obviously there's going to be days that aren't right. fun that's just real life and we're going to be as a team as us as the hosts and y'all as the listeners it's a fucked up day let's let's figure this shit right. out you know what i'm saying get a couple of records on talk about the information that we have that's you know useful productive um so yeah there's you know um, all of that, but I, I would say the greater societal issues in America are most of my passion points, if that's what you're asking. Mm -hmm. uh, white supremacy specifically, um, what that is, the architecture of that, and like the ways it moves and works, and you know, dealing with um, the trauma of our ancestors being enslaved, and, and how to unpack that, you know, because when you take the construct of white supremacy and you overlay it with our trauma and then you're dealing with capitalism and you're dealing with all of these things and these mechanisms are moving in concert, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot there, obviously, that you, when you delve into those items, but yeah, those are passion points for me to try to like see, see right here, you see what they're doing right here? You mm. see right here, now y'all know what this is right here, right? You know, I, I operate in that space a lot of trying to, you know, see the play. See the play what's as next? it's unfolding. Yeah, what's next? You know, so we can try to not go where they're at, but we got to go. Where they're going. Where they're going. Mm -hmm. That's what you were breaking down that Atlanta shit very clearly to us earlier. You've been in music for so long. Obviously, it's changed and it's supposed to change. Is there any constant you feel like there's been in music consistently since you started to the today? Constant? Um, I mean, hip-hop's been a constant. So I would say it's the most successful longest running, chart dominating music genre. And it got a late start too. What do you mean late? But I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't really getting way airplay until- Yeah, but it was already moving though. Yeah. You know, don't, the, just cause it ain't on the charts and on the radio don't mean it's not affecting culture and right. people aren't having success. You know what I mean? You know, Curtis Blow was on this, you know, Sugar Hill Gang was on the radio, but there was 
a song right. at the time. It wasn't like a full format of music with multiple artists hadn't become that yet. Curtis Blow, you know, the first, like, dude, they say was the first, like, hip-hop superstar. You know, like, he was out here moving. Mm -hmm. Curtis Blow was popping. So rap had moments before it became like a, you know what I'm saying, playing like all day long, yeah. you know? But make no mistake, there was a time when the message, Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash and Furious 5, they did not want to play that on the radio. When you go look up the, the history of black radio, especially in New York, I don't want to speak for everywhere, but New York, black radio stations didn't want to play rap music either. Mm. They didn't want to play that street music. You know, they was definitely like, those messages, you know, that was considered gangster rap. What do you feel like the turning point was? Other places trying it and they're seeing the success of it? The turning point was corporate. They saw that white kids was buying it. Yeah. They saw that white kids was going to the concerts. They saw that, you know, um, this was money. Like, you know, we live in America, it's man. They see money stream. happening. Money's happening. They want a piece. You know, it's going to happen. So companies that had interest in selling advertising and getting the largest audience started playing rap music all day. Speaking of advertisement, when we were off camera, you were talking to me and Jack, you know, who are your sponsors and, and, and get that right. But then you also brought something else. I want you to elaborate on, you know, just kind of the gem you were dropping before we got on camera about shining light on these black companies and the whole media play with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I just feel like there's so many people like yourselves that have are doing very well with your platform and extending your platform from podcast to video to Showtime and mm -hmm. uh, Black Effect and iHeart and the whole thing, um, that creating space for black entrepreneurs and black business to associate themselves with you guys is important or anybody that has a brand. You know, we did the same thing in radio. You know what I mean? When somebody coming in, we trying to figure out based on what they can afford to get them in the space. You know, a lot, if you see that, a lot of DJs are doing that across the country, but I was just saying specifically mm -hmm. because the advertising dollar and where it's being spent is how platforms sustain. So if you're wondering why there's not a platform for this or why this went away or, or this other thing didn't succeed or whatever, it's likely because they couldn't find money advertisers to associate with it. And so we need to find businesses as often as possible that represent what we represent, mm -hmm. right? To give them a platform and make sure that they can sustain so mm -hmm. that we can continue to flow the dollar within our shit. You know, and that could be a, a small thing. It could, be a, ways, right? it could be a t-shirt line. It could be even something larger, like you was talking to other things you was talking to me about off mm -hmm. the air. These other businesses, just a lot of them. So everybody should be trying to do that, right? Because I think black and brown time like our level of engagement doesn't get the value it no, deserves. absolutely not. Mm -hmm. right? Because that's what needle. people are doing. They're spending their time with something. And the advertiser, if they don't feel it's valuable, they're not spending money next to those things that they're spending time with. So I think that's important. Um, and I think the other level of it is, is also just understanding that oftentimes these major conglomerates, whether it be iHeart and media outlets, whether that be Fox, whether that be ESPN, whether that be any of these things, they're pulling a lot of money off the table into their network because they have such far-reaching tentacles. So an advertiser, a Coca-Cola, they're going to spend a couple of dollars with the black media outlet, but they're going to spend a bulk of their money mm -hmm. with these bigger conglomerates. And so those things grow. Mm -hmm. 
versus the smaller black, mostly black-owned, minority-owned outlets, you don't see them growing. Right. It's because they're not paying the level of dollars, obviously, because these things have more eyeballs, but they're going to keep getting more eyeballs because they're getting more of the money. Fed, yeah, they're getting and fed. they can reach their metric, their advertising metric, whatever they're trying to reach, for cheap. So then that advertiser, the advertising agency, gets to keep some dollars that they didn't spend. They reached their metric, but they kept a couple of dollars, so they about to get a bonus because they didn't spend all the money. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm. So they have, you know, there's been mandates throughout, you know, where advertising agencies are mandated to spend money with black and minority-owned business. But they're, on, they're not spending like they should be spending right. for the amount of time mm -hmm. and energy that we give to the things that we're consuming. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't, in that way, it doesn't play out. But the truth of the matter also is a lot of us aren't just consuming black content. We're consuming all different types yeah. of content, right? And so wherever, and they're monitoring how much time we spend with it. They know exactly. They see your behavior mm -hmm. on your phone. They know exactly. They see what you're tweeting about. They're measuring whatever you're streaming on your apparatus at home. You streaming Netflix. Netflix mm -hmm. see what you're doing. They see what you're watching. You know, they know what's going on. ATL. Yes. Situation with YSL Young Thug. Yes. Give me your thoughts on that. Think it's unfortunate. Because um, too many, I don't mean to cut you off, E. But too many <coughs> artists, it seems like these days, and I was talking about on my Instagram how they get money and turn gangster. And I'm not saying the situation with Thug because I know Thug. Yeah. It's a lot of that going on. Can you talk about that? I'm not, you know, that close to it to have expertise on this specific right. topic. I will say that what they're being charged with, RICO charges and all of that, is as American as apple pie. I want to remind people of that because oftentimes we look at young black men doing crime in America and we kind of try to treat it like it's some aberration of like they're, they're doing a behavior that America has never done right, before right. or it's never happened before. Or How these, dare they? These black young people are, have created this whole world all by themselves and there's never been guns and gangsters and right, murder and racketeering. They got whole movies about this for how long we've been promoting this in our mm -hmm, culture. Right. So now... You got some young people from the slums, from the bottom, right, that want to expedite the process to get into right. the, money. the shit we the all money. brag about. The money, the cars, the trips, the, the planes. Money, the they want to expedite that process. And the, what you do in America when you want to expedite that? People hit the streets right. if they can't hoop, they can't play football. You know what I'm saying? You know, in these guys' situation, they finessed and had some talent, started making some music. Now, if we want to talk about the other part of it, which is how their content is being used and their visuals are being used to... Incriminate them. Incriminate, authenticate. You know, I think that that's, that's what's going to happen when you get start getting charged with RICO charges. And you're one foot in, one foot out, if that's what the scenario is. We've mm -hmm. seen it before. Mm-hmm. Listen, they made announcements. They ran news stories. The, is that the district attorney down there in Fulton County? Her whole campaign leading into getting in mm -hmm. office was yep. to target this. Yep. So I, I think, like I said, it sucks. It's unfortunate. I don't want us to act like we should be treating Young Thug and, and these individuals when what they're being accused of as like some rare thing in America. Something it's very common. And I right. think that is more of the conversation, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
We should look at ourselves in the mirror and we should be indicting ourselves on our failures because some young dudes with talent and success right. still felt culturally or even like tied to being a part of something mm -hmm. that could potentially get them these type of charges. You know, I don't know, you know, I don't know the facts, so I'm not close to it. So I don't really know much about anything that's going on in Atlanta like that. So I only know what people are reporting on. So I hope what we're hearing ain't true. Right. But I also don't want us to start. We need to, we always screw this up, man, as adults. You know what I'm saying? When I was young, it was the same thing with C. Dolores Tucker. And wanting to take the parental stickers off and not wanting to play yeah. pop music. And they want to burn CDs and they want to take us out, take young black men out in front of the government and put us on display like, this is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem. So I want to go back around to the fact that what they're being accused of, Young Thug and them are being accused of, is an emulation of things that have been happening in American culture already been since done. the beginning. Already been done. So we got to keep, why we keep acting like this behavior is like not a part of the fabric of the society we live in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that part is, I'd like to see some time spent on that from people, right? And I think sometimes, you know, it's a, so daunting of a thought. You think of it in those terms that some people just, they don't really know how to do the work to unravel that. Mm -hmm. That's hard to do. How you unpack it? And with whack leadership, whack politicians, whack yeah. school system, you know, corruption in government, people spending all types of money and all that shit. It's hard for people to see straight, man. The gas prices high. Like, with Ebro, what you talking about, fam? Mm. Like, I'm just trying to... You seen Get this by. $7 a gallon, fam? What you talking about? Get somebody in here to fix this right now. And then they got you voting emotionally now. Now you, not, now you done forgot about qualified immunity and police brutality and all this other shit. They got you so wrapped up in gas prices and shells being empty and shit that you voting. Who gonna fix that tomorrow? Yeah. Next thing you know, you ain't even dealt with all the fact it. that the George Floyd bill mm -hmm. took so long. Just got signed. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even dealt with the gun thing because you're like, yo, fam, these white boys is out here spraying people up. Yep. They went, a man went and hunted black people, hunted them in Buffalo. He drove to the nearest black populated place with niggas spray written on his gun and started shooting black people. Let me ask you this, E. Did you, did you know that one of the guys that, that was killed that day in Buffalo, four days or like a week before, he was on the, the news? The security man that made the engine that ran on water. I seen it. I seen it, man. I saw it. He had just came up with a car that was... I seen it. That's crazy, dog. I seen it. What a coincidence. <laughs> it's deep, man. So that's why I say it's a lot of wheels turning, man. It's a lot of wheels turning yeah. all the time. And so, you know, you ask me what I'm passionate about. So I, I, I touch on those items, you know what I mean? But I try not to be the, I don't want to be the know-it-all guy. I know right. a few things. I read a few things. I listen a lot. You know, I try to give people periodically some, some things to think about, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't claim to have the answers neither, though. You know what I'm saying? I would say that... The best thing to do is own property and take your time and be patient out here, man. It takes time to build wealth, you know? It takes time. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Even y'all cats, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got a lot of money, man. Y'all rich. <laughs> y'all got a lot of money. And y'all know. People say that to y'all and you like, I mean, I'm doing good. I'm doing great relative, but it's a whole other oh, level. Yeah. Rich and wealthy is a big difference. Of wealth and generational. Right. And people that, I mean, y'all know. Kids, 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 kids. Uh -huh. Yeah.
So we just got to, I think we got to pace ourselves, too. I want to put that message out there. Marathon, pace yourself, man. You know, lock in, pace yourself. You know, we lost a lot. Dolph, King Vaughn, Pop Smoke. Artists, the young artists are getting a lot of money, man. And they, a lot of them are probably still involved in the streets. And I know when we came up, everything I did was for me to get out of my environment. Right. But it seemed like it's backwards now. What advice would you give young artists that's coming up that's starting to see a bag? Um, I would. Besides I, I want to encourage. I want to. I want to say, a those, everything you mentioned, those brothers, the whole, all them stories, terrible. I love Dolph. I love what he was doing. His yeah. family, what he was trying to build. And love trouble. all of that. Trouble, 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 all that. Like shout to King Von. He was getting his getting his feet under him, making great music, and et cetera, et cetera. And and there's been a lot of other, uh, little Keed recently. Yeah, little Keed. Um, and 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 I, I don't want to say that because remember, I've been watching this a long time at a local level in radio and been in media since 1990. These things was happening then. It just, they didn't have social media accounts, right? They was aspiring music people, aspiring rappers, but you wasn't even called an aspiring rapper back then. You wasn't able to have your stuff on a streaming service where they could go look for your IG account where you was promoting your music. So you might've just been somebody around the way Mm -hmm. that they would just be like, you know, another black man shot, gang violence, altercation, robbery, Grand Theft Auto, you know, whatever the scenario is. But they might have really been trying to do their music thing on the side. We just, you may not have known that. So I, I just want to say that, once again, it's always hard for me to look at these terrible trends in our community and in our culture as isolated. It's, I always got to go, but Pac and Big, you know, that happened. And that was traumatic for, you know, in 1995, 1996. It's the biggest artist in the world. They got killed, right? And we can come up with all the reasons and stories and all that, but the truth is they're not here. And so it's back to the culture of America, back to how we deal with one another, back to what we hold and place value on. I think that we're going through another period where it's important to pay attention to why these things are happening. You know what I mean? The socioeconomic circumstances around all of this, coming out of the pandemic, the streets is dried up, side hustles is tough, gentrification. It's real. Joblessness, mental health. You know what I mean? These are societal factors, right? Because whether you rapping, hooping, towing cars. Don't matter. We all dealing with the same kind of stresses in society, you know what I mean? And, and you know, obviously we talk about people who get killed who have more notoriety than, you know, the young man but in the all, neighborhood, yeah, but it's still dying. a life, and it's still dying, a black right? life, and Facts. it's still, you know, people dealing with the same societal pressures and issues. A man decided to go kill trouble for whatever reason. A man decided to go kill Nipsey Hussle that that was what he was going to do on that day. So sometimes you got to, because we'll all get emotional, right? Like, it'll happen, but you got to kind of sometimes to, and I, I do that for my own sanity. If I just go all emotion, what's, what, how am I useful? To my family, you know what I mean? To, to my team I work with. If I just go all emotion, you know, I do it, but, you know, right. I try to Balance. think more macro mm-hmm. try it takes practice what rappers stand out to you right now Ooh. I, I know Kendrick is your is your guy right now but I love Kendrick right why wouldn't you right 
Y'all ain't fucking with Kendrick? Nah, hell yeah. I mean, I know it's hard work. It's nah. hard work to listen to Kendrick. Kendrick nah. make you work. No, nah, he make you think. And people need to go ahead and say it. It's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, it's okay. Don't say you don't like it. Say I, I didn't get it. And yeah. I, it was a lot for me, and there was a lot of chapters in that book, and I need to go back and listen again. It's a lot say going that. On. It's a lot going on. But let's not act like it ain't good music Come and it on, ain't man. good rapping. Right. We're not going to do that. Right. Both. We're not going to do that. I wouldn't do that anyway because I like But some people would. I'm not saying y'all, but some people act like it's... Stop it. It went over your head the first time. And I that's like, cool. It's, I like stuff. It's so cool that you didn't get whatever Kendrick was doing. Because I had try. to listen a bunch <laughs> to keep up. It's a lot. But, I mean, I love what Cole's doing. Kanye's done some great things recently, even though he get on my nerves. Yeah. You know? I'm, but I'm, still, man, musically. Yeah. Say that again. I'm trying to think what else. I like ESTG. That's my boy. That's the guy right there. I, I love him. I like ESTG That's all I listen to. It's a lot, man. Actually, uh, I love this kid, IDK, out of Maryland. Denzel Curry. I don't know if y'all up on Denzel Curry. You know who I'm on? What, you, you, are you on to LaRussell yet? I love LaRussell. Bay Area. Yeah. He hard. He did a thing the other His day. His vibe. His vibe Oh, I crazy. love him. He did a thing the other day. He was like, yo, I'm raising money for some. I put some money on it. Like, I don't even, you know, he was like, buy one of these gold coins and do something. I didn't know. I don't even know what is happening with it, but shout to him. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, before we get to uh, quick hitters... Um, obviously, our girl Brittany Griner has been detained. Yeah, yeah. Uh, free BG to over BG in Russia free. for a while. Uh, just thoughts on just kind of the overall, because there's always a bigger picture to things. Um, it is fucked up, and and I hope it gets resolved. I'm assuming, based on the articles that I've read about Brittany Griner and the whole situation, that there's some sort of list of like prisoners that we have and prisoners that they have. <laughs> Crazy, right? Well, right, right, because I just saw a story where That's there was some prisoner exchange, That's right? There was a thing, it, they man. did a prisoner exchange, yeah. and everybody was like, why not Britney? So I had to go, okay, well, she might not just be on the top, top of the list because these other people been there three years. I can tell you right now, I'm not in politics, and I've never met Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. But based on what's going on, I don't think he give a fuck about Nothing we tweeting and anything Joe Biden is saying. Agree 100%. Or whatever petition I signed, because I signed the petitions too. Um, So it's fucked up. And she got, it was like the worst time. It was the worst, it was, I mean, what? She got to Russia and then the... Right after the war kicked off. The the next day is some wild shit? Mm -hmm. It's fucked up. Yeah, definitely. So I I just hope that she's uh, as best as she possibly could be in this current situation and that it gets resolved quick, quickly. And and I do appreciate the convo of like, you know, what if this was a, a, a LeBron James or somebody that had got caught up in this? I appreciate that thought because I actually said to myself, yeah, what, what, would, what would happen? Mm-hmm. What could happen? He wouldn't have been in jail still. That's for goddamn sure. Well, okay, but like, right? What would have been the steps? What would have been the steps? Like, what would have been the thing? Would a war? Assuming there's a Russia is literally bombing a nation that we support, killing kids and doing all type of wild shit. A war is going on, right? Right there, right now. But so then you sort to why was Brittany Griner, a superstar in the NBA, having to travel the way she needed to travel? How come she don't have the travel luxuries that? Mm-hmm. The LeBron James or someone else, because that's really what it come down to. LeBron James wouldn't have been going through no security right. thing. Right. Steph wouldn't have been having to walk through a regular airport. Right. Because go all the way back, what they getting paid? The right. Big picture. Right. Yes, I said the big picture. So you gotta zoom out sometimes. Yeah. To be yeah. able to zoom in. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. So now we're talking about wage gap. They just gave the women's soccer team the same as the men. Mm-hmm. They should make more. They are actually winning. Been winning. Been winning. Mm-hmm. Been winning. So then you go, well, so see how I go. So then you go into why is society more interested in watching men play even if they losing than watching women if they're winning? Mm. Why? Mm. I don't know if they want to have that conversation. I mean, it's the time to have it, right? That's the only way you can fix it. By having that conversation, those tough conversations. You know, and then you get into, you know, who's moving faster or who's dunking the ball and what's more exciting and da 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 blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you get off into it. I, just, I see y'all sitting quiet. It's a dangerous place over there. I just no, said, no, I like listening. Hey. They gave me this is dangerous, Ebro I just, face. I just seen a like, chick go off one like leg listening. and dunk with two hands. So. There you go. Here we go you, now. Yeah, they dunking, they dunking now, too. Here we go now. Yeah, no, I like listening. So that's what I think about, yeah. right? Because it's hard for me, once again, to just be like, yo, emotional about the Britney Griner thing without actually going, all right, what's, what's taking place here? What's the root of it? What, how did we get, how did she get mm-hmm. in this predicament? Mm-hmm. Right? Because then there's a the whole conversation about WNBA players having to play year no, round. They, they shouldn't even have to, if they make enough money here during their season, they wouldn't have to go overseas once the season over to make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? They just make it here where they don't have to go overseas. Point blank. And that'll fix everything. But then that'll they fix can't, everything. They can't make it here because they're not generating enough money because yeah. they don't have the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. No, it's deep. That's why I said. I said, with, I said bigger picture when I asked you the question because it's a big picture. Yeah. People think, like you said, like you got to zoom out sometime to zoom in. Right. To really kind of see the whole... Free BG, baby. Free BG to BG. Free yeah. You know, sending our love funniest, to our family. What's the funniest... Artist you've interviewed or worked with? Artist like a like a, a artist musician? Yeah, musician, not yeah. a comedian. Not a I was gonna be like, yo, Dave well, Chappelle, nah, that's my man. Like, they don't, they don't, they don't, nah, that's cool. Um, he, sh- he damn sure don't count. <laughs> you know, I was like, what are we talking funny, about? That's yeah, my guy. Wake up, funny. I mean, Jay is obviously funny. If y'all, if y'all been around Jay Z, he got jokes. He I laughing all the time. I can imagine. He laughing all the time. He got jokes. He don't take himself too serious. You know what I'm saying? He, it's great. You know what I'm saying? He's He's great. Kanye's very funny. Like, very funny. You know what I'm saying? Kanye's been very funny for a long time. I mean, Red Man. I was, I was, Red I was, Man, I was obviously, is, is wild. Man. Keith Murray is funny as fuck. There's a lot of people out here, man, that just are great and funny. Okay, let me rephrase Cardi you. B. Hilarious. She was like, she In real like life. That. Hilarious. Let me great. Rephrase, hilarious. Let me humble. Question, let me rephrase the question. You got somebody on your show. Yes. And they said something that got y'all laughing so hard that y'all go all off script. Oh, well, we never on script. So. <laughs> never There's on script. no script. It's always freestyle. There is literally no script. script. Yeah, There is yeah, no script. Yeah, Everything yeah. is all improv yeah. all the time. Whole show. Whole show is improv. Yes. I mean, there's certain things that are, um, you know, want to touch bench, what we call a benchmark. We're going into this segment. It. We yeah. got a routine and we right. go into it. If you ever listen to our morning show, we'd be singing. We got little songs. Yeah. We'd be singing all type of shit. Having fun, man. Uh, it's parents and kids in the car, man. That's, we just trying to have fun. Yeah. Fat Joe, Khaled. I mean, Khaled's been coming on, you know, and giving us so many things. Another one, like a lot of people don't know the relationship between our show and Khaled. Khaled was at a point in his career where he was leveraging everything he had to make an album. I forget which album it was. This was, 
This might have been 2014 or 15. Remember when Khaled got lost on the jet ski in the dark? Oh, yeah. On social media? What yeah. year was that? Around that time. I was with the Clippers at the time. So, yeah. What year are we talking about? I was 13, 14, 15 with them. Got it. So, right before that, you know, and he was just getting on social media being himself. But Khaled's always been funny. Mm. And so, he never used to like uh, coming on morning shows because he didn't like joking around. He'd be like, I don't like morning shows, man. I ain't, you know, coming up there to act funny. And I used to be like, you don't know you're funny? Like, you, Khaled, you don't know you're funny. And Khaled, remember, Khaled's a radio guy. Mm -hmm. So he did Nights right. in Miami, 99 Jams. Also, another funny person, Funk Flex. Funk Flex is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. But they just being themselves. So right. to them, it's not a, they're it's not, not doing funny, a routine. Right. They're not going out their way to they're be not, funny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that Khaled would come up to the show, and we would take sound bites of what Khaled was saying, <laughs> and that's where they're like, another one. And like, because he would just be talking shit, I'm making another hit, he'd be like, another one. And so we would just take it because it was funny to us. Remember the, remember the video where Khaled was like, to the girl, he was like, you smart. Yeah, you Remember smart, that whole uh -huh. shit? That was from a whole, a whole thing, man. So a lot of times, a lot of, we have a lot of shit with Khaled from over the years, all the way up through Congratulations, You Played Yourself and all, oh, the, all of those things. Oh, man. Good catch. That's cush-ups for goddamn sure. Oh, I mean, wow. That's cush-ups, bro. I'll do it, cuz. Yes. But I'm just glad I missed my shoes. I've been dodging bullets. I got to take these motherfuckers off. Come on, I, man. Them are all whites, man. You dodge, got like four of those. Dodge some yeah. shits over there. What's those dunk lows? All mm -hmm. white? Yep. Yeah. What, well, let me see the back. Oh, yeah, them special. They special. Yeah, I don't want to fuck them up. But you can get more of those. You can. Stranded on the island. Five albums you're taking with you. Sade. Greatest hits. Bob Marley, Legend, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Oh, got a cheat code. Prince put out this project once, or I don't even know if Prince did it. Maybe the label did it when he was beefing with him or whatever. It was called Hits and B-Sides. That shit had like 40 joints on it. I'm bringing that shit. Hits and B-Sides. <laughs> I heard that. Uh -uh. Yeah, nah, it's the whole thing. Uh, I'm bringing that. And then, I don't even know. It'd be tough. Hmm. I don't know. You didn't listen to too much music. So I don't know. His catalog in his head is too big, yeah. but I'm saying he ain't well, got no Well, because I'm trying to figure out, like... Right. He's stranded. It's real. I'm stranded. And it's the last out. You got four albums. No hip-hop in there yet. Yeah, I ain't put no rap in there, because mm -hmm. if I'm stranded... <laughs> you don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear that shit right now, man. I want to hear that shit right now, man. <laughs> we just trying to make it through right. the next day. Don't you, stress me out, man, with all that shit. But you might come to a point where you got to... No, nope. you gotta survive. Mm -hmm. No, nope. go, go through survival mode. Nope. I let Stevie sing. Okay, all right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Take him to church. Stevie. Let Prince do his thing. No, nah, but I was thinking about. I was thinking about uh, what I bring. Uh, I might. I might bring Biggie Life After Death. I'm about to ask you because musically, and the raps, and the amount of hits on the project. Heavy. Would, you know what I mean? Because if you notice, I started thinking about, like, I can't just have, like, little 10-song albums and I'm stuck. I needed things the that greatest. I, I need a, a little bit more. The greatest. Larger swath of right. material. Swath. Swath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> swath of material. Go ahead. You know? Favorite restaurant or dish in NYC? Ooh. Restaurant or dish. It's too many, bro. I'll be playing myself. You've been out here 20 it's years, many, yeah. Man. You ain't got a favorite spot you go to? Nope. 
I don't like people knowing where I'm gonna be at. I don't. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Be too I don't, smart I don't be at the, good, I don't like being at the same place all the time. I feel that. And then, you know, it's probably some amazing people. Favorite there. type I of just, food. Oh, type of food. Favorite type of food. I probably top two is probably Japanese and Mexican. Yeah, yeah. nice. Not mad at that. Five nice. dinner guests, dead or alive. I mean, it's probably the same people I'm bringing the albums from. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, so Biggie, Sade, Steve, yeah. Bob, yeah, and Prince, yeah, and you, Coolin. We bring smoke in. We come. I suppose Steve gonna be on the weed. piano singing songs. Yeah. Big cracking jokes. He's funny. What's Prince doing? Making pancakes, trying to go out and hoop. Ain't that the story? Pancakes. He made pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have one guest on our show, who would it be? But but on your show, on, on this, this show. show. Oh. But before you answer, you have to help us get your answer on the show. You oh, know wow. everybody, too. Yeah, you know this everybody. Is everybody. everybody. It's straight this setup. Is whole setup. Straight setup. You know and it's on camera, too. Oh, my God. It's you know on camera. Well, I, I, I want to first right say, what's your budget? Whatever you need. Because if y'all got me working, y'all must have carved out a check. Yeah, well, no, we get you something. Uh, if you get it. And you know everybody. Uh, everybody. I would like to see y'all get, and I got to help you do it. Just a text. It ain't just a text. Yes, it is, bro. You know it is. He got. He gonna have to make a call. He's giving us somewhere big, Jack. He thinking right nah, now. Nah, because see, this is this is why this is hard. I'm gonna tell y'all why this is hard. I can't get him for y'all. <laughs> Who'd you say? <laughs> Yo, y'all gotta yourself. know. Y'all gotta know something. Jay Z's never even come on my show. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Interesting. Least and I consider him a friend. You can call him. Absolutely. He ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't right. coming. Right. Um, and you a man of your word, too. I'm looking forward yeah, to this that's answer. Why yeah, you a man of your out. word. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Like, if you say it, I guarantee it's going to nah, happen. Nah, that so, ain't yeah. true, sir. <laughs> that that you a man of your word. What you are saying is you not You are a man of your word. Yeah, I will try. try. Yeah. I don't know if that's I will succeed. That's all we can ask. That's all we ask. I will try. I don't know if I I got suggestions. You said a whole bunch of names today. Huh? Kanye. I could try. I, I think it, me and him ain't really in a good space right now. Yeah. We kind of not really good. Not we're not bad, but we're not good. Yeah, not yet. So it's not I, the I right dig, time. I, I, I have opinions it. that, you know yeah. what I'm saying, I'm not going to just... Right. I probably agree with your opinion, so I feel you. Okay. Hmm. It's two people. All right. Med and, Med and Red Man. Meth oh, I'm going to do that for you. I can get Med and Red Man We need both of them at the same time. We're going to smoke out and have a crazy show. I can show. make that call. Because they're doing a read. They're supposed to be doing a, a read. How high, too? Yeah, we they need to be. They're not a part of it, though, I don't think, though. Oh. Are they? But we need to be the new Meth and Red. We can do I like it. it. I like it. We can do that, for sure. Pedro and Stack. Pedro. Sack and Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know Sack what would be great? You know what the win is for y'all? Because, you know, Meth in the gym, and so is Red Man. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they might be... Better athletes than y'all two right now. Ooh. Absolutely not. That ain't that. Now hold on. We, I know we talk. I ain't that far away. Now, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's not happening. That's not happening. Might be stronger than me because living weights, but yeah. athletes, no. So I think happen. because you got that energy right there, I think that is a great spinoff for yeah. Showtime. Yeah. Where met because they all smoke. They all got their little. Y'all yeah. got your little. Uh, health smoking yeah. Healthy techniques. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's put it to the test. You want to EP it? 
No. <laughs> he said no. no. <laughs> I'm good. Ready, man. That it is. We appreciate but that, I would man. absolutely watch, promote. That yeah. would be dope. You know there what I'm saying? Have us all come on the show and talk shit. There we See? go. So there you go. go. Reach out to him. Right Ready now. Ready, We Hang need on. y'all. He said right now. Let me see if anybody... Da, 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 What's this? This is uh, all the smoke spaceship coming in for a landing for Ebro. Appreciate you coming through, bro. What's in hey, it? Bro. It's merch, sweatsuits, special 420 collab. Oh, 420. Certificate of Authenticity. There's okay. only 420 made. Too, and I know you got oh, shoes to match it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You got the white nice one colors. The, the green one? You got the white. Oh, you got the oh, white. Yeah, okay. the white purple. That's, That's all. That's hard. Don't smoke with that. Why? You add, if you ask, yeah, you got to keep the trouble. Pen. Keep yeah, the fluoride pen. pen on you. Oh, why? Wow, it's gonna get dirty right away. I mean, yeah, if you, you smoke, you smoke, you smoke you're gonna waste ashes on it. Yeah, this is fire though. But hey man, man, bro, hey we... man, congrats to y'all, man, for just being cool dudes. Appreciate you, bro. And um, you know, having success after another chapter in life—that's the goal, right? A lot of people don't get that opportunity. Like that's a big. Y'all realize that's a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. appreciate that, man. He didn't pick up, Meth didn't pick up my call, man. Well, no, we, we know you I'm going to text him right now. We trust you. But, man, thank you for you your time. You got my info still? No, I got to get it again because I lost my uh, iCloud. No, you lost everything. Yeah, but I didn't even get How you lose story. the iCloud? My iCloud got hacked. My, I I my Instagram came back, though, bro. Huh? My Instagram came back. You ever heard hacked. of that? Huh? Ground. It was fucked up of how I had it saved or something. But they pulled some bullshit. They just didn't want me to have it. Nah. Anymore. But anyway, man, that's a wrap. <laughs> he got hacked. <laughs> nah. We he appreciate forgot, He forgot his password. Can't Eve, authenticate no, that no, shit. No, no, we went. Hey, we, we went. We've been smoking too much weed. Don't we know his password. Hey, we went, no, he tried we to call too, and it was like, sir. We went way deeper than that. Five more tries. You, you logging you out forever. <laughs> Don't it tell you your phone tell you some shit like that? Log you out for press, life. Press one more number. <laughs> I dare your ass. One more try to get wrong. If anything, that'd be my son playing my phone. But man, no, we got you. We appreciate your time, man. We appreciate what you do in the space. Like I said, I've been a fan of you since. I was a teenager, man. I appreciate so y'all, man. Great. Continue sure. to press your message. Be productive on the platform and, and yeah, show people the way, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank you for your time, bro. Listen, I gotta be honest. I might do a, another pod. I don't do. I've never been, you know. Yeah, get yourself out there, bro. Like this. Get yourself out there. There ain't too many like ours, though. So don't expect this yeah. shit when you go somewhere else. But well, people need to hear that for real. Thank what you. you got to say, especially about what's going on, bro, because. A lot of the messages that, that that's coming out are skewed, and a lot of people that's giving the messages aren't the people that shouldn't be giving the mm. messages. Mm. So mm-hmm. people are not listening. Mm-hmm. But from you, people will listen. Hell yeah. So I appreciate I, that. For me, bro, I, I, I would love for you to continue yeah. to be that guy it's important, to man. stand up and speak for us and, and to give those messages, because you give them not only the right way, but an educated way. Yeah, so I appreciate, I appreciate that. And you that. say what people thank need you. to hear, not what they want to hear. And that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's needed. So, man, again, we thank you. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. This is All A Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.